Hi, and welcome to FAC, a podcast for people who know what it's like to work hard all week and want nothing more than an honest drink, Friday after Cube. This is Adam. And this is Asher, and we want to remind you, please drink responsibly and recycle your cans and bottles. Some drinks are dumb, like seriously stupid. I can agree with that. Uh, whether it's the name or the ingredients or all of the above, there are just some really bad ideas out there. I think we should do an episode about these terrible drink ideas. Well, fortunately for everyone else and for you, that's exactly what we're going to do today. <laughs> so that makes it easier. So my drink idea is called the Brooklyn Hippie, or the terrible drink is called the Brooklyn Hippie. Yeah, don't, don't give it credence as a cocktail, right? Not really. The name doesn't really make sense. Hippies don't live in Brooklyn. No, they're way more San Francisco. That's what you think, and Brooklyn's more hipster than hippie. Definitely. So that name's just a bust. And um, So, mark mark against number one, the name is a bust. Also, the ingredients used in there, I can't see either hippies or hipsters drinking. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. What are the ingredients? Uh, Watermelon, vodka, and Mountain Dew. Okay. I mean, I can see how somebody would make this a drink. It doesn't sound all that bad, but... It's more of a drink that someone their freshman year in college would make just because they have... Watermelon, vodka, and Mountain Dew? Yeah, they're like, watermelon, vodka, it sounds good, and Mountain Dew, because every freshman has Mountain Dew. They must be in the Midwest. I think so. Mountain Dew is like water out here. I don't know. (laughs) A lot of people like Mountain Dew. That's true. I'm not really a fan. I don't drink pop at all. So uh, last time I had pop was maybe, it's not an exaggeration, maybe last year for some like random alcoholic drink. Yeah, I try not to drink it unless it's, you know, as a mixer. But mm-hmm. lately, it's uh, it's been sneaking back into my life. <laughs> Just not too much. Eh? No, not too much. But it's almost never Mountain Dew. I think the last time I had Mountain Dew was last year. And oh, that okay. was... A moment of weakness. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had Mountain Dew, actually. Um, well, now you've got a whole two liters, so well, I, we can make these drinks, right? Uh, are you a fan of Mountain Dew, or is Danielle a fan of Mountain Dew? Danielle is, so okay. I'll take I'll take. You can left. take it. Otherwise, I'm just going to be sitting in my fridge. For, for the next year? For the next year. Maybe even longer. You never know. Because I only drink a cup a year, apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> the names of us, the ingredients don't really make sense with the name it's not something you order at a cocktail bar i would not expect to see this on the menu at a nice cocktail bar even if you you i see this as college bar college bar or maybe frat party frat party true yes i i don't know it just seems like if you go to like a a, not even like a nice cocktail bar just like a bar and order this the bartender might give you weird looks i think you've got to go somewhere divey very, uh, I don't know. And on a college campus. College campus. <laughs> I feel like that's the that's a key thing. Well, you can probably guess. I can't find any history about this drink. Uh, well, how did you hear <laughs> about it in the first place? My roommate, actually. He went to a bar and told me, hey, they got $3 drinks, uh, whatever you call. And one of the drinks he tried was the Brooklyn Hippie. And I was like, what's in this? It's like watermelon, vodka, and Mountain Dew. And that's it. Now I remember texting back and like, this is, this sounds like a terrible drink idea. Who would come up with this? <laughs> well, it's not complex, that's for sure. No, no. So even though the complexity seems low, is there a, a certain 
order in which you add the ingredients? Uh, how much of each are we, so I mean, enjoying? Um, well, I'm going to, they really didn't give an, a recipe that I could find. Okay. But I'm sure it's like most other cocktails where it's a shot of watermelon vodka and fill the rest of the cup with Mountain Dew. Served over ice? Served over ice, yes. Okay. Well, so. let's stop talking about how terrible it might be and find out how terrible it actually is. Or maybe it's great. I don't know. To be honest, this drink will probably be really sweet. Yeah. I, mean, I could see it being a hit with some people, but it's just after tonight, I don't think I'll ever um, make this drink. I don't know. You seem like the Brooklyn type of hippie. <laughs> so... Oh, fresh bottle. Mm -hmm. I will probably have watermelon vodka for a year or two. That's, that's probably true. I don't know what else you're going to use it in. This would be another uh, great episode of Chopped in the Friday <laughs> After Cube recording studio. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with Chopped, people get random ingredients and have to make a complete meal from it. And they don't know what they're getting themselves into mm. until they open this basket at the beginning of this cooking competition. And then, of course, they're judged, etc., etc. I think that could be a good episode, actually. I think so, too, because random. we have amassed quite the collection of really random liquors. Yes. <laughs> and mixers. Mm -hmm. And ingredients. Yeah. So that could be fun. We should try that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But now we have topped off the watermelon vodka with some Mountain Dew. We've got some nice rocks glasses. These actually are really lovely, like crystal rocks glasses. It may, to be honest, this drink is probably not serving glasses like this. I would not have expected these, Maybe but it's more, nice that you have them on hand. Yeah. Maybe more red. Cups. Solo? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Sure. All right. Well, it looks like Mountain Dew. It does. And it smells like Mountain Dew mixed with a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Let's see how it goes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I can see this being a hit at college parties, but it's just... Uh, high school parties or... High school parties, uh, too. I mean, don't do that. That'd be terrible. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it is really sweet. I don't know if this brand of watermelon vodka is the best available watermelon vodka because I, I have no idea where you get watermelon vodka it seems like there's lots of different flavors of vodka and uh, this just happens to be just one happens for to sure be one. i see an even crazier one some of that has seemed kind of interesting actually i saw a hibiscus vodka oh that'd probably be good that could work you could do some like really neat infused kind of herbal drinks with that yes, I yes but i'm just i get a hint of watermelon mm -hmm. and it's definitely in the glass but i feel like there's more kind of a burning sensation and mm. you know i definitely get the feeling that i'm i'm drinking alcohol it's not one of those drinks where you don't know that there's alcohol in it mm. at least that's that's my take yeah i will probably never make this drink again but i was thinking the watermelon vodka i think that would go good with tonic water just because um the watermelon isn't very strong it's a subtle hint because I've had other like uh, infused vodkas where the flavor is mm -hmm. just overwhelming, so that's true. So this is not as a lot yeah. of like your caramel vodkas have a really thick kind of heavy caramel flavor. Mm -hmm. 
which is awesome for that drink. But <laughs> I, I agree that watermelon in and of itself isn't that powerful a flavor. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that it's not overwhelming. I just was surprised that I noticed the sensation of drinking the vodka more. Really? Than I, I did. I, I don't know. know. I guess I didn't get that sensation. It was just... I just tasted Mountain Dew first, yeah, and that's all I can think about. I mean, I taste like a hint of watermelon. If you made me this drink, I would never guess there's watermelon in it. Really? Yes. I picked up the watermelon. Like yeah. it's, it's in the background. It's the secondary flavor, yeah. but it, it comes through. I mm-hmm. think. I just, I was just surprised that like, yeah, I'm really having this warming sensation when I'm <laughs> drinking it. So it, I don't know. I was kind of surprised. I, it's, uh, I still think it's dumb. Yeah, it's a dumb drink. Hence the name of the episode. Maybe that's not fair. Somebody out there made this, and they probably love it. But yeah, I think there are better things to do with Mountain Dew and with watermelon vodka. Interesting fun fact: Mountain Dew was actually created as an alcoholic mixer. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, it's interesting. How did you? Where did you hear that? I read about it online somewhere. I was like, really, Mountain Dew of all. Like, well, pops. I could see it. I mean, it could like combo as a sour mix on its own. You know, it's got a that very kind of like sour mix. Yeah. Sir. Um, actually, what I if I'm gonna go straight from a can for mm. a sour mix, air quotes in heavy use here, I recommend Squirt. Squirt. Oh, okay. Bourbon and Squirt. It's a good combo. Interesting. Okay. Check it out next time you feel like drinking a soda. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up our Mountain Dew. Watermelon vodka, Brooklyn hippie, hippie should be yeah. hipster drink. Should be um, not made for anyone. Um, nah, I can't say that. It wasn't that bad. I don't know. I, so the name, I think they should change it. They make like the the watermelon dew or something. Or oh, that's a good one. More exp- watermelon dew. Okay, yeah. that makes New more name. sense. Moving on. <laughs> Second drink is. Maybe a little more idiotic. <laughs> Explain, please. Well, I'm I'm thinking about it from a safety perspective here mm-hmm. now. Our second drink this week is a flaming Dr Pepper. I think I've heard about this drink, but I don't know much about it. I've heard about it. I've never had it. Mm. I'm a little nervous. So, what's in it, uh, Dr Pepper? There actually is no Dr Pepper in this drink. What's yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. Um, it's just the combination of flavors that you get from the other ingredients that supposedly taste like Dr. Pepper. Okay. I'm not sure that flaming really adds anything to it, but we'll By find f- out. Flaming, I, you mean it's on fire? It is lit on fire. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. More sense than Dr. Pepper. Pump, not but. flaming like in San Francisco. <laughs> Currently, flaming like San Francisco when it was on fire. And on fire. That was probably in poor taste. So the history of this drink. There's a history to this drink? Yes, okay, there's a history. There's no I, I had to dig really far into the annals of the internet. Okay. And it led me to a dark and scary place. Where? Google? Texas A&M's fan site. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Right. I, was, I was terrified just to click the link, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Those Aggies are quite a bunch. Yeah. Especially since their football team is somewhat decent yeah don't bring it up let's not let's not give them any more they became more of a bunch yeah yeah so enough talk about how much a&m sucks (laughs) let's go back to the history how did they claim the history well that that was what i was most curious about Mm -hmm. and thus i 
looked on their fan site and they have claims that the Flaming Dr. Pepper was created at the Ptarmigan Club in College Station, Texas in 1960. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It fits in as a college thing. It, to be honest, I've never seen this in colleges. It's, I don't know, it just, it's very dangerous to have this around college students, I feel like. It, oh, definitely. It's especially lighting something on fire. For sure. The other uh, claim that I found to its creation was that it was invented by Dave Brinks of the Gold Mine Saloon in New Orleans. So, mm. there are a couple claims. It's... I can see it working, I guess, being more of a New Orleans drink a little bit. It's crazy. More flash, a little more, you know, party yeah. atmosphere. Well, yes. I don't know. Maybe A&M has a party atmosphere, but... It's just more flash in, uh, in New Orleans, especially yeah. with the fire aspect. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I... I think New Orleans might have the legitimate claim here, mm-hmm. and the Aggie fan board was just blowing smoke. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was really all that I found. Okay, okay. So, this is a drink that's usually made by filling a shot glass with a few parts amaretto, one part high-proof liquor, such as Everclear or... Bacardi 151, maybe? Yeah, high-proof rum. Um, You don't mix the alcohols, but you layer the high-proof alcohol on top of the amaretto. Mm -hmm. Layering is done with uh, a spoon. We did it in a previous episode. Yeah, we did. And uh, the easiest way to do it is to invert a spoon on top of the first layer Mm -hmm. and then slowly pour the second or third or fourth, if you're getting ambitious, layer down the convex portion of the spoon and let it slowly trickle on top of the previous layer. And that way you don't have the alcohols mixing together. So on a side note, that's easier said than done. It's kind of a challenge. It does take some practice. Once you have the layered alcohol, you ignite the top layer of high-proof alcohol, and then this is basically a bomb. Not in the (laughs) explosive sense, but in the we're-drinking sense. Similar to a sake bomb. Very similar to a sake bomb. You take your shot, you drop it into a beer to extinguish the flames, and then you should consume it quickly. We want to note the extinguishing the flame is a very important part of this process. Definitely. Otherwise, you're burning your face, or melting your glasses, or... Burning burning yourself. Yeah, and that would be bad. So uh, this episode should come with an extra caution of you should only play with fire when you're sober, and not as your last drink of the night. (laughs) Yes, or have a bartender make it for you. Yeah. Yes. Even better solution. <laughs> Hopefully they haven't been drinking. Mm-hmm. So, for the real recipe for this ridiculous drink, mm-hmm. um, what you'll want to do is put one and a half ounces of amaretto into a shot glass. Then you'll top off with a half ounce of a high-proof liquor. We used Everclear. And you'll layer that on top of the amaretto. If you don't get a full half ounce in because you have a smaller shot glass, you're not missing out on anything. (laughs) You'll want to fill a pint glass half full of lager. We're using PBR because we have some left over from our other episodes. Mm -hmm. Not much, but some. 
And then, perhaps the fun and scariest part, you garnish with fire <laughs> by igniting the high-proof liquor. Once that is on fire, try not to burn yourself when you drop it in <laughs> to extinguish said fire and chug the beer as with any other bomb drink. Okay. It sounds so, dumb, doesn't it? It does, actually. <laughs> not that my drink is dumb. I just don't think that this is worth it. But we're going to do it. Yes, we will. And, and we'll report as we go. All right, so. All right. We have the uh, shots poured and layered. Yes, we do. And here we are. You'll want to be sure that your beer level is high enough to completely Extinct. cover <laughs> your shot glass when it falls in. All right, all right, so dumb part. It's time to get stupid. Will you do the honors? I will. I'd probably recommend one of those like long lighters oh, yes, with yes. like a click, you know, what the like lighter gun, you know? Yeah, I've seen those before. They even have longer like, lighting sticks, but that's more for mat or candles. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. We're using matches. Matches. I think I got it to ignite. It has a nice soft blue what color to it. Which means it is hot. So keep that in mind before you hurt yourself yeah. and blame us. It's not our fault. Okay. It's Dave Brink's fault. <laughs> or the University of Texas A&M. Oh, we could blame them for things all day. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. True that. All right. So, we're you know gonna, what? Talking about it didn't seem that stupid. Now, actually looking at it, it's like, I feel this is really stupid. Oh my god. Yep. So, let's do everyone a favor and put this on video. That sounds like a plan. Terrible plan. Okay. I don't know how we cheers this without, like, all dying. Before we go, let's move everything out of the way. See if nothing burns down. Okay. We'd like to thank my roommate Adam for recording this for us. And if you haven't already seen it on Instagram, just check it out. Pretty cool. Yeah. God, this thing is huge. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, good. There was some fire on the glass. That was bad. Okay, drink. Guys, drank too slow. I ate all of it. <laughs> <clears throat> That's okay. That. Well, you're still drinking, but <laughs> we had a little ex extra excitement. Some of the Everclear splashed when it fell in. We had a little on the edge of the glass. We had a little on the counter. It extinguished itself pretty quickly. No fuel. No fire. No. None of us got hurt. None of us got hurt. Fortunately, we got this all on film, so uh -huh. you can look at us being idiots. Yeah, but, we're kind of scared doing it. <laughs> to be fair, I thought it did taste like Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I understand the name now. The name isn't stupid. The concept is. I'm not sure that you have to light it on fire. I think that's... Uh, like, uh, I think we could just pour these ingredients in a beer and it not be on fire, and we would... Probably experience a similar flavor. 
Oh, yes. I, I completely agree with you. Man, that got sketchy it, fast. It really did, actually. Um, but I don't know. Do you... I really you thought it was the, kind of fun, didn't you? It was kind of interesting. <laughs> it was fun to watch the flame go, but um, I don't think I'll be making this drink and doing it by myself anytime soon. Uh, no, I think no. I would hurt myself. I think um, that's right. I'm done with the flaming drinks now. Yeah, there are other ones. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I just saw like a list, and you know, nothing stood out. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm surprised it tasted that much like Dr Pepper. Yeah. Also, one other thing is like it went down a lot more smoother than I expected because I'm not I don't like Everclear at all. Oh well, anyone who's tried Everclear yeah, it's shouldn't bad. like it. I thought it'd be a lot stronger, like alcohol taste. I know, I thought so too. But it but out. it was pretty muted yes. in the end, and I know that the Everclear was like such a small piece, especially when you have like that much volume of beer and, mm -hmm. and the amaretto. But it, I didn't get any harshness from that. No. And, we didn't let it burn that long, so we didn't burn off all of it. I mean, it was still present. That's true, yeah. Huh, that's... To be that honest, was interesting. I, it was good. I, I'd given her a shot without the fire. Just we should see, we just... should see if it works as well without the fire. All right, let's do it. Some other time. Some other time, yes. <laughs> all our episodes can be found on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Search for Friday After Cube. Subscribe, share, and rate us highly to keep us making these shows. Yeah, so you can learn about more dumb drink ideas. And, hopefully, really good drink ideas. Maybe more of the really good drink ideas. We're going to stick to that. Yeah. You should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Friday After Cube and like our Facebook page to become a lifetime member of the Cube Corps. Music was played by Vanessa. Our logo was created by Siri. Production equipment was provided by Adam's wife, Danielle. <laughs> As always, please drink responsibly. Respect. That especially means don't light your house on fire. Yes, please drink responsibly. Recycle those beverage can containers. And enjoy your Friday after cube. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. No more fire. No more fire. Oh. Get right there, champ. <laughs> that was just a lot to have once.